This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We coming to age time. Let's get to work in, man. Let's go. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We are with you till 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, it's great to be with you. I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited about all this quarterback intrigue in the NFL right now. It's an annual thing, dude. We get it. Yeah. now. The, the, the NFL... The NFL, the one thing that for years I said, the only thing the NFL doesn't do as well as the other sports is the offseason. And there's good things about the offseason in the NFL, but particularly like the free agency period. Like, remember, the, for forever the NBA free agency was better than the regular season because LeBron yeah. or Kevin Durant or somebody was always ch- – their big names were changing teams. That's changed in the NFL in the last four or five years. Like, now every year there's at least two or three quarterbacks, at least, where – like marquee guys that are changing teams. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And most of the time, they end up sucking. Uh, yeah. Other than Tom Brady, Tom Brady was the only one. Where, uh, yeah. You know what? I, I shouldn't. Say, Matt Stafford. It worked out very well. And um, and that was probably like that. You know, in in hindsight, the the Matt Stafford move was done with relatively little fanfare. And I don't think people necessarily expected a whole lot of it. So um, that was that was one thing where it actually worked out. The Tom Brady one, it actually worked out. The the fun thing right now is that Lamar Jackson was given the non-exclusive tag where other teams would be allowed to negotiate with him. And because Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract from a new team 12 hours later, uh, widespread accusations of collusion amongst NFL owners. <laughs> like, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think teams are allowed to negotiate with him till Monday. I know, no, I know, I know. Yeah. My point is, like, obviously he wouldn't have a contract in hand. The point is that because there's an expressed lack of interest by yeah, all these yeah. teams, um, or a reported lack of interest by all these teams. But this is where I, it's funny that the media machine is reporting this lack of interest in Lamar Jackson when they know damn well that the people that usually fuel the reports of interest in a player are agents. Right. And Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. So as Florio and Josina Anderson and all these other people report that nobody's interested in Lamar Jackson, those are the very people that get all their reports from agents. So yeah. I... I'm not buying it until I see actual inactivity out of people being interested or not interested in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, come Monday will be the big story for sure. Yeah, you know you're you're right, Seth. Like I, <laughs> the very first tweet that I saw after the Ravens officially gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag, I just glanced at this tweet and saw bullet points on it from Field Yates of ESPN.com. And I just glance at it, and it's just bullet points with a list of five teams. Like Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, and Raiders. I'm looking at it right now. And I just I glance at it, I'm like, oh, okay, those teams are all logical teams 
to be interested in Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback. And then I read the tweet. It says, teams that reportedly will not be pursuing a deal. I, you're right. I've never seen this before where a player hits free agency or becomes available like this, and the yeah. first thing that gets announced are the teams that are not in on him. Like, we, yeah. it's, 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 it is wild. It is like, there's a, like, honestly, there's like eight different dynamics at play where, yeah. like, it, but the, I, I always, it's always funny to me when people accuse the NFL teams of, acu- uh, or accuse them of collusion in some regards, because there are times when it's valid. But a lot of times it's like it's claiming that like, hey, this this one team isn't going to want to improve their situation at quarterback because they want to be nice to the Ravens, yeah, and everybody else. That's because everybody's so nice. All these billionaires are known for being nice. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, look, I think it's enough that Lamar Jackson wants Deshaun Watson's contract to not be interested in him. You know what I mean? Like I could see right. where a lot of teams just don't want to give him two hundred thirty. Has nothing to do with collusion. It's, because because the Deshaun Watson contract is it's not the market it's Cleveland it's an outlier it's not a good contract r- right there's such a thing as like coming get, like for the most part most of us believe that the Earth is round and there isn't there doesn't have to be collusion for us to believe that the Earth is round yeah. so likewise 31 entities can come to a conclusion and think that it's um and and agree on it. Like, like the Deshaun Watson contract. I mean, there were multiple teams bidding for Deshaun Watson. I think if any one of the other teams that were bidding for Deshaun Watson had been dumb enough to offer up $240 million guaranteed or $230 million guaranteed, Deshaun Watson would have gladly gone there instead. Yep. You know, uh, the, the Falcons in particular. So um, it's just that at that point, those teams certainly didn't all think that it was a smart deal. And I think a lot of you, I think a lot of people probably look at the Cardinals deal to Kyler Murray. Like what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, like, what are you? Are you idiots? Are you fools? Yeah. Um, so if you yeah, if you're just waking up and you hadn't seen that news yesterday afternoon, Lamar Jackson was given the non-exclusive franchise tender by the Baltimore Ravens. A quick thirty-second synopsis on what that means: um, the non-exclusive franchise tag. It's less pricey for the Ravens if Lamar Jackson does indeed sign it and play under it. It's about ten or twelve million less than the exclusive franchise tag. The risk, I guess, for the Ravens, I'll call it risk with air quotes, Seth, is that Lamar Jackson can now go negotiate with these other teams. That's why we're talking about teams that would be interested or not interested in Lamar Jackson right now. They can sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet and in free agency, and the Ravens have the right to match that offer. If they choose not to, then they get two first-round picks from the team that signs Lamar Jackson. It's a really interesting dynamic because Lamar Jackson is a caliber of quarterback where I think Deshaun the one the one market that Deshaun Watson has set that I think is a is a realistic market is if you're a quarterback in his prime in his mid 20s and you become available like three yeah. first three first round picks is probably the going rate for a guy like Lamar Jackson who's accomplished more than Deshaun Watson has on the field different playing style and he's been banged up the last couple of years so there's that but there's going to be some team Seth I I think the the two hundred plus million guaranteed is what's going to scare teams off. I think there's plenty of teams that would give up two first round picks in a heartbeat for Lamar Jackson. I think there are, uh, I, I, but I think that it depends on yeah what kind of contract is that tied to? Because in some respects, I think that teams look at Lamar Jackson almost like the way they look at giving a running back a second contract. Yeah, that I mean because nobody's taking more hits than Lamar Jackson. In terms of, I mean, now he's missed a bunch of times, so I don't know about the actual number of hits, but as far as rate, like number of hits per per minutes played, nobody's taking more hits than Lamar Jackson, and he's been banged up. 
So do you want to be the team that gives, like, just like giving a running back a second contract, more times than not it doesn't work out because their body just kind of expires on them. And I think people look at Lamar Jackson that way. So, yes, he has accomplished more than Deshaun Watson. But, like, let's – come on. Let's be honest. Like, who – guys get paid for future expectations, well, not not past performance. No. You know, it's, it's the past performance as an indication of what they can do in the future. But, but I think teams are freaked out by – his injury history, the amount of tread he has off the tire, presumably, and that at some point they're just they're not going to give two hundred thirty million guaranteed to somebody that they don't expect to play as many games, most likely as Deshaun Watson. And yet we live in a world where Daniel Jones avoided the franchise tag yesterday by getting four years, one hundred sixty million. Has anybody checked on Dan Orlovsky today? Remember how his head was ready to explode that Daniel Jones was going to get forty million a year? He got forty yeah. million. He got forty million a year. With another thirty-five million, he can make in incentives over the course of that contract. Uh, he was boy. I mean, Daniel Jones is like a more well-behaved Baker Mayfield who managed to not get injured in the right kind of year. I'd be terrified if I were a Giants a, fan, dude. If Baker Mayfield had been in the exact same situation as Daniel Jones this 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 last year, who knows what might have happened? Yeah, you know, yeah, because uh, Baker Mayfield was arguably better. Uh, the year, his second to last year in Cleveland, when healthy, he was better than Daniel Jones was yeah, this year. Absolutely, that, there you go. Yeah, four years, one hundred sixty million for Dan, for uh, for Daniel Jones. So, the, as far as the franchise tag goes, we mentioned Lamar Jackson. The other five other players got the franchise tag yesterday: three running backs, a D tackle, and a tight end. The running backs, uh, Paul, Tony Pollard from Dallas. Josh Jacobs, Las Vegas, and because the Giants were able to sign Daniel Jones, they could put the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Deron Payne, D tackle in Washington, and tight end Evan Ingram in Jacksonville. So six players, six players get the franchise tag, but the big one is Lamar Jackson, who is now available to be negotiated with. Well, come Monday when the legal tampering period begins. All right, so that was the big story yesterday. Appreciate y'all getting up with us here. Aaron Rodgers, we still need to talk about Aaron Rodgers. He met with the Jets again on Tuesday. What does that mean? Um, Seth's right, man. The uh, the quarterback, the quarterback stuff in the NFL is crazy. Speaking of which. Rumors now circulating about a quarterback, not a draft pick, but a veteran quarterback that could be in play for the Texans. Do we buy this, or do we think this is just a chess move by Nick Casario? We will discuss next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents 
Payne and Pendergast. All right, this is per CBS's Jonathan Jones earlier this week. Quote, there is a push inside the Texans to sign 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Their plan is to sign him in free agency while also drafting a QB in the first round. Garoppolo will start while the rookie develops. End quote. I love the. I love how it goes. There's a push to something potentially happening. To uh, Garoppolo will start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Yeah. The plan would be that Garoppolo would start while the rookie sat Pat Mahomes style, which I'm all for. I've uh, I've long been unpopular and in the minority for saying that I think that quarterbacks should very much sit their first year whenever mm. possible because uh, I don't for whatever reason. Major League Baseball, the average starting pitcher um, has his debut at the age of 25. And uh, and yet, when you try to do the same thing with 350-pound men trying to tackle you, uh, it's expected you better be a finished product at 23 or else. Or, or else you suck. Yeah. If you're not awesome at 23, you're a miserable bum. So I'm, uh, I would be all for that. If they had just put in the first part, if James Jones had just uh, – is it James Jones? Jonathan, Jonathan Jones, Jones, I think. If yeah. Jonathan Jones had just reported the first part that the Texans were making a push for Jimmy Garoppolo, I would have gotten sick to my stomach. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's pushing for Garoppolo with the plan that he would be tutoring a youngster, then so be it. I, I guess my question – my question with Garoppolo – it would be the same thing, honestly, as it would be with Lamar Jackson. I told the guys yesterday uh, when I talked to the drive – Look, Lamar Jackson would probably look at the Texans and say, you know what, that's not right for me right now. And if it's not right for Lamar Jackson, then it's, it's really not right for the Texans either. You know, you're, it's, it's not at the right stage in the growth cycle of the team. Yeah. They, they basically, the Texans would be trading a couple of first-round picks to, to get in Lamar Jackson, relinquishing all of the, the, the assets they got to get Deshaun Watson. Um, and I just don't think it's the right way to spend all those assets right now. With Jimmy Garoppolo... I think he would look at the Texans and say, okay, so what are you telling me? I'm going to get a nice, like, one-year guarantee, and then I'm going to be out on my ass? Like, where? Why would, I, why would I agree to that right now when I can wait until after the draft and see what teams really need a quarterback and might, might give me a better deal? I just – I would be surprised if Garoppolo signs up for something like that right now. Yeah, I, well, I, and I, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo – I think Jimmy Garoppolo will sign – uh, before the draft, I think he'll sign early in free agency. I, I was kind of going through the math yesterday, Seth, of just the the teams that that don't have us the teams that don't have their week one solution at quarterback on the roster right now. There's about I, I count eight of them, and you start to play the musical chairs of okay, well we know that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and probably Will Levis are going to be starting for three of these teams. Aaron Rodgers might wind up with the Jets. You know that's that's still a big story out there. Um, who knows what happens with Lamar Jackson? But there's this this year there is there's not enough bodies to fill all these spots, and yeah. so I think you're going to find a team. I think your your point about the growth cycle of the Texans is spot on, which is they're not at a stage where they're they should be doing a veteran quarterback who is anticipating competing in the playoffs and for a Super Bowl this year. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo he's obviously not as good as Lamar Jackson, but I do think he's a quarterback where let's say if the Jets strike out on Aaron Rodgers, that's their next best solution. Like they're running, the Jets are running out of solutions at quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't go there, because Derek Carr yeah. went to New Orleans, maybe they go after Lamar Jackson. But I think Las Vegas is a logical one. You know, they've got an older team with some weapons. Washington, 
makes more sense than the Texans. I think Atlanta and Tampa Bay, I think similar to Derek Carr, uh, where you can say, look, if we just get a decent quarterback, we're going to probably win nine or ten games in this division. I think Carolina, Atlanta, or Tampa Bay, any of those other three teams can say, if we get Jimmy Garoppolo, we can compete with New Orleans right, right. now, you know? Right, yeah, and that's where I just don't – like, I don't see where – unless you want to unless you want to win the bidding war for Jimmy Garoppolo to an extreme degree – it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense for Jimmy Garoppolo to want to come to the Texans. So, I, I like whatever a push is, it's reported there's a push within the building to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. It seems to me, realistically, that sounds like somebody said, hey, if if we're able to, you know, if Garoppolo doesn't get a whole lot of interest and maybe the do- dominoes fall a certain way, yeah, it would be really nice to have him here as a bridge quarterback. That would be the perfect bridge quarterback. He's going to know the system. Bobby Slowick has a relationship with him. There, You would be able to develop other younger players alongside him. But I just don't, for the life of me, know why Jimmy Garoppolo would sign up for that if if he has an option to go to a team that doesn't also have a high draft yeah. that they could spend on quarterback. Yeah. Well, now, if the, if the Texans said – if the Texans promised that they weren't going to draft a quarterback, well, that's a whole different scenario – I don't want any part of that situation either. I would, right. rather, you know, I don't, I don't want to pin my hopes and dreams on Jimmy Garoppolo, who misses large swaths of time due to injury every other year. Yeah, the injury things that's a valid thing to bring up too. Uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. Early on here. Thank you. Six one six zero. And this is another thing that I thought of as you were laying this out, Seth. If the Texans pick a quarterback at two, they'll probably beat Jimmy Garoppolo out at camp. That's that's the thing. Like, there's a good chance Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud are better than Jimmy Garoppolo day one. They they well, they, they may be a better option. I I would be surprised if it was day one. Um, but, but it's a possibility. Well, well, I would say, look, if you look at Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, any other people that have that have adapted themselves to this scheme, it takes reps. And yeah, that's true. You know, Aaron Rodgers, even though the team did well that year, Aaron Rodgers in his first year in the Fleur's system, uh, which is a Coop Shanistani system, just he wasn't as good. He wasn't, it wasn't quite there yet. And then Matt Ryan was the same way. The second year he became an MVP. So um, I, don't, I, I don't think it's as simple as that. Now, I think that I, – I do think that, honestly, with this plan, it almost would, it would point me towards, man, maybe they really want to see what Anthony Richardson's all about. And, you know, if you draft Anthony Richardson number two and you got Jimmy Garoppolo in the fold, then then Garoppolo might feel like, okay, well, you know, maybe Richardson never works out and I actually just flat out beat him out unless it's actually, you know, as long as it's actually a competition. It's still, we know how that goes. Yeah. Like the high draft pick always gets a chance at some point. I think Garoppolo winds up signing with a team that is not in shouting distance to get one of these quarterbacks. That's why Vegas is a little... Vegas is a little sketchy to me for him to go there. I know the relationship with McDaniels from back in New England, but they're picking seventh. You know, they're in position. I think Washington's picking in the teens. Tampa Bay is picking in the high teens. The Jets are, the Jets have already said we need to find, they're not going to draft a quarterback, the Jets. I mean, they've got Zach Wilson rotting on their depth chart right now. I think it's Jets, Commanders, or Tampa Bay for Jimmy Garoppolo for that reason. Like, I, I think he wants to go somewhere where he's the unquestioned starter and there's nobody waiting in the wings. That he has to be perceived to be tutoring or mentoring or even being nice to. <laughs> yeah, I just saw. Uh, man, it's funny when you look at Garoppolo. His best, his best year really as a full time starter was when he first showed up it, by QBR. Yeah. You look at QBR was the uh, those 
those five games that he started when he showed up in San Francisco. Five and oh. One of them was against the Texans. Yeah, yeah, and he got lucky as hell in a couple. Like, the Texans, he really should have had four interceptions in that game. I don't remember that. Um, Dude, that game was at the end of 2017. I I blacked out that whole second half of that season. I didn't at all because I was excited to watch Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm like, my God, he's really, like, this. He's yeah. getting lucky. He's lucky he's playing against the Texans right now because that was uh, that was easily four interceptions if he goes elsewhere. But you know, since then his highest QBR has been sixty point eight that uh, that two thousand nineteen year in San Francisco. So um, yeah, I guess I, I was skeptical when you said that another rookie quarterback could be better day one, but. I, I think for that to be the case, it would have to be on a better team. Yeah. And right now, this team just doesn't have the weaponry for a rookie to quarterback no. to come in and just immediately start lighting it up because they don't have like there's no DeAndre Hopkins on this team. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no electric skill player. Now maybe there will be uh, with free agency, but right now there isn't. There was a report yesterday out of uh, out of uh, Arizona that speaking of Hopkins, that the Cardinals. They got the they've got their price tag on DeAndre Hopkins all agreed to like not with a specific team, but they've kind of talked to DeAndre a little bit in the building and said if we can get a second round pick and maybe a day three pick, you know we're we're ready to move you that kind of thing. Sounds like they're working with him on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Hopkins could be on the move again. Hopkins uh, not likely to Houston. I am surprised that it seems like the the interest perhaps the. Uh, the interest from New England seems to be real. At least it's being reported that way up in New England. And uh, it would just be whatever whatever rift there is between DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien would obviously have to be smoothed out. Or maybe it wouldn't be smoothed out, and it would just be fireworks all year long. That'd be awesome. Yeah, deal with it. What DeAndre do you think? Hopkins giving, like, the old, you know, the little, like, brush-off sign, you know, like, the go-away with the back of your hand where you just kind of shoo somebody away. DeAndre Hopkins shooing O'Brien away on the side. All the time. Like, like yeah. yeah, like all season long. Yeah. Yes. I would be there for Bill that. Bill O'Brien's going to be yelling at Mac Jones nonstop. It's going to be a fun year to watch New England Absolutely. Play. Yeah, yeah. O'Brien, I, yeah. We, I, yeah, because we don't know. We haven't really gotten We haven't really gotten to see O'Brien, like, on the sideline or anything because he was up in the booth all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost like... He's just been in by name and by message board. He's been the OC in Alabama, but we haven't really seen his act lately. Yeah, you know what? I wonder because when he was an offense coordinator in New England, he was on the sideline. I wonder if I wonder if he likes it up in the booth now. You know, I wonder if um, I wonder if maybe that's something he's realized that might be better for him too to kind of keep his temper at bay. I actually asked him about that in a press conference during the COVID year. I remember asking yeah. him. Because Weaver was the DC that year, I remember asking, "Is Weaver going to be on the sideline or up in the booth?" I asked him during training camp, and he said, "No, I want my guys down on the side. I like to be, I like to be able to talk to the players yeah. and have my coordinators talk to the guys in between series and things like that." You think Saban was like, "Hey, listen, uh, I I understand what you're saying, uh, Bill, but you're getting on people's nerves. Yeah, so yeah, you get be. up in the. <laughs> Why don't you go listen, upstairs? Listen, Bill? Bill. Not everybody has the interpersonal skills that I do. Right. Nick's- Saban. As Nick Saban, Saban. Uh, the master, uh, emotional intelligence That's is right. what they call me. Right. You now he talks with his hands out oh, like yeah. this. Is, he does the bear that you're supposed to he, do. He does. He does. He's, yeah. he's palms up a lot, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, we usually do our mock draft injection for the day at 740, and we will do one, but we have a bonus one here. This might be the most <laughs> controversial mock draft that we've seen yet if you're a Texan fan. Buckle that, up, everybody. That's right. Buckle up. That's next. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Ben, you were laughing in there during the break. Did you like John McClain's uh, read for soda weight loss? Does it have yes. you thinking of getting on the soda weight loss plan? I don't know that you need it necessarily. You would disappear, I think, if you were on the soda weight loss yeah, plan. Yeah, I, I, I have no need. I think you're good for it. Yeah, I think I think you're good right now. But if, but if you ever do need it... Uh, John McClain, that was good. I, I've never heard John McClain do a full 60-second read. It was really, really good. Yeah, that was good, except I feel like Ben should be deeply offended at any uh, suggestion that he should that he would ever sign up for a weight loss. I feel like I caveated anything- it afterwards. I was just uh, I said you'd probably disappear <laughs> if you got yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that good. Of, it was that good of uh, a read by John McClain that you might even, even have ben, somebody skinny like Ben thinking of yeah. doing it. Yeah, ben, I'd love to disappear. BMI, his BMI gives him a life expectancy of 108 years old. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just want him to live to be 128 years old. That's all. You know, Ben used to be larger. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know he doesn't want to talk about this, but Ben, let's chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> How does but it you feel? Had, you had uh, you had health issues though. That, that like I had a thyroid larger. thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you got when you all of a sudden discovered when you found out that you had a thyroid issue, was it kind of actually like a like good news because you thought. Oh, okay. Well, this is there's an explanation at least. Uh, sort of, but I also didn't I didn't tie those things together at the time. You didn't realize, so it wasn't like I re- uh, I was relieved, like oh, all this weight's because of that. Yeah, <laughs> like, but and then you 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 got to realize, like, oh, it wasn't just. It's not that I have discipline issues or anything like that. I'm just right. It a, starts a, dropping yeah. off. You're like, oh. Yeah, see, yeah. I totally would have been like, well, that explains why I'm not the best version of me. I totally that would have explains been like, everything that hasn't gone wrong <laughs> right, right, right in my right, life right. for anything. I would have yeah. been, but I would have been searching for answers for ten years leading up to that too. It would have been the, it would have been a, a cause for celebration. Calling up your fourth grade teacher, like, remember that time yeah. you put me in detention? Turns out I had a thyroid issue. That's right. How do you feel now? Thanks. Yeah, you feel putting the fat kid in detention. Um, all right. Um, we usually do this at seven forty, and we will. But uh, this uh, Todd McShay, you mentioned this towards the end of the show yesterday, Seth. Todd McShay put out his latest uh, his latest mock post combine. Todd McShay, draft expert, ESPN.com. 
This might be the most controversial one yet. Not because of what he has with the second pick, but what he has for the Texans with the 12th pick. But let's get the first part out of the way here. Todd McShay, ESPN.com. He's got the Colts moving up to draft Bryce Young. Boy, there are there are a lot of people, Seth. I, I feel like half these things, half these mocks we look at, have Chris Ballard moving up to go get Bryce Young. Like that's yeah. that's the go-to move for a lot of for a lot of these guys right the, now. The, the important stuff about all of these is that a lot of these mock draft people are they're not basing this on what their personal opinion of what teams should do is. It's based on what they're hearing. Yeah. So for all of this chatter post combine to be this way, it's uh, it is interesting. I've of all the NFL owners, I trust Ursay the least as far as keeping his big yap shut at the combine. I feel like he would speak openly and honestly, like any random stranger is his therapist. <laughs> That's why he gave that guy that signed hundred dollar bill right, one time, right? Because uh, the guy had uh, listened to him for fifteen minutes about his issues. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the Texans are picking second. They hold tight, which a lot of the folks out there think Nick is going to do. He's not going to move up from two. And with the uh, second pick in Todd McShay's ESPN mock draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback. Houston still has a lot of homework to do on quarterbacks. We aren't sure how its internal board sets up. This is McShay talking here. But the projected trade between the Colts and the Bears might not ruin its first night of the draft, ruin the Texans' first night. Stroud could be the Texans' answer after they turned in the league's worst QBR last year. 20, they had a 26 QBR as a team last year. My God. Well, as a team. Yeah. yeah it was a committee effort. It yeah, was a group uh... effort. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> 41 touchdowns in 2022, which is good, as you po- like to point out, Seth. Especially in the wake <laughs> of Daniel in the wake of Daniel Jones getting forty million a year. Like, do the Giants realize that he only generated he only threw for fifteen touchdowns? Somebody last year? on the text line said that Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson were actually very similar quarterbacks. Um, no, 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 no. Or no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The Daniel Jones that was that gave his team a better chance of winning than Lamar Jackson did. And I'm like, well, okay, let's talk touchdowns. Let's talk yeah. touchdown production. And Daniel Jones just doesn't produce enough touchdowns. That's the issue. So, yep. yeah, anyway, uh, 41 touchdowns is a whole lot of touchdowns. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot the, of touchdowns. The problem is, and it's, un, it's unfair to C.J. Stroud, uh, and yet you have to acknowledge that – he was throwing to four, possibly five first-round wide receivers yes. over the course of the last two years. And a lot of times he does display great anticipation or going through his progressions. It's done well knowing it's done well knowing that damn it guys are gonna be open. Oh yeah. So it's um wide I, open. I, you know, he talked in his press conference about how he actually did throw guys open. And and I feel like he might not understand the difference in level of difficulty between doing it at Ohio State and elsewhere, and and that's not his fault either. He's just he he had the misfortune of choosing a really really good offense to be in, and people just aren't going to know certain things about him. I will say at the combine, like he displayed exactly what he definitely is good at, no matter where he's playing, which is the touch on his deep passes, the ball placement, all of that. What people question about C.J. Stroud is, okay, but can he do it in all circumstances? Because in college, most of the time when he faced pressure, it, it, the results were not good. He had a drastic difference between him facing pressure and when he was good. Much more – I mean, all quarterbacks do, but his was much more exaggerated. So I, I, like, I look at that combine as, okay, great, it's a masterpiece, but it, it feels a little bit almost like – you remember in the old magazines where those, those sham art schools – 
would say, um, draw a circle. If you can draw a perfect circle, you have you have what it takes to be an artist. And you yeah. would send in your perfect circle, yeah. and then they would like grant you admission, the right to pay money to go to art school uh, from a distance. So I, I feel like that was his perfect circle. Like, okay, you can draw a perfect circle, but that's different than being a genuine artist. That's a, that is a great analogy. Um, I almost did it. Well, I think I sent in a... I, I got rejected even from the place that definitely really? reject people. Yeah. Okay, how do they know? Like, why wouldn't you just take out a glass and just trace around it and send well, it, it in? it was a scam. It was... Uh, yeah, they were gonna. I, I would imagine the way it went was you would draw your circle, yeah. you would send it in, they would send you back a letter gushing over how incredibly you drew that circle and what a great artist you're going to be. Please, for 12, uh, 12 easy installments of two hundred ninety nine dollars a piece, uh, come. Please come grace us with your presence at this art school. That is a good scam right there. Yeah, that's better than tiny classified ads in the uh, in the newspaper. <laughs> Don I miss I miss being a young schmuck that would uh, like, would fall victim to things in the backs of magazines, backs of comic books too. Were big for stuff like that. Like you yeah, could send in for things. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. You know my favorite uh, thing getting scammed on when I was a teenager <laughs> What's was just, just various bodybuilding supplements. <laughs> Where they were like that was back before anybody knew like the buckets and buckets of steroids that dudes were on, or at least kids really didn't. So you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, if I get if I uh, I can't even remember was it was it Cybergenics or something, whatever it was." I remember like, "Man, boy, that guy, that guy's benching nine hundred and eighty-seven pounds, and just from taking these supplements, I can't wait to be as big as him." One that I got scammed on when I was like ten years old. It was, I think it was the back, it might have been in like the back of a sports magazine or something. Yeah. It was like a guarantee to add like 12 inches to your vertical leap. And oh, so the, I wrote in for shoes? it. Yeah, huh? No, was they weren't the shoes. shoes. It was, they okay. sent back like a pamphlet with different exercises you could the do. plyometrics. Oh my <laughs> yes. gosh. Oh, you used to buy so many. Didn't work. You used to, you used to, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I did them religiously. Didn't the work. The best thing, yeah, the best thing about those two is that like the regimens would always be so absurd. Absurdly impossible to accomplish. That I think they would always, they'd always have that in their. If you tried to complain, you'd be like, "Did you do all 487 sets right. of plyometrics per day?" Well, there you go. <laughs> all right, we got to get to the 12 pick people. Oh yeah, sorry. People are yeah, like, "I'm loving." No, I'm enjoying the conversation, Seth. But I'm yeah. sure people in their cars going, "Yeah, it's it's great to hear how naive you guys were that you were getting scammed as a teenager." But who is who are the Texans taking at 12 that is so controversial? It's funny. McShay says. Can GM Nick Casario and first-year head coach D'Amico Ryans get Stroud some help? The Texans pick again at 12 and have a trio of day two selections. So what do they do at 12 with the 12th pick in the Todd McShay mock draft? The Houston Texans select Jalen Carter, (laughs) defensive tackle, Georgia, falls to 12 in the wake of his charges of reckless driving and racing. In connection with a crash that killed one of his teammates and a recruiting staff member at Georgia, teams are doing their due diligence to sort through the situation. McShay says this, No one I've spoken to around the league knows how it will impact Carter's stock or what comes next. It's likely Carter will fall a bit, but we don't know how far. So take this projection with that context. As for the fit, drafting a wide receiver would obviously be tempting, but Houston is only on offense for half the game and has some issues on defense too, which is accurate. Um, they're rushing... Half, well. 
Half the game's a little bit optimistic uh, yeah, for whatever yeah, they had it, been. It, yeah. It's so much as they have two units that play a lot of the yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> Defense is on the field for more I plays. I don't know what time of possession was last right, year, but right, I'm number guessing of plays. It, it wasn't heavily in the Texans' the, favor. The math so. is not hard and fast here. Um, but the Texans, the Texans were 29th in rushing defense and middle of the pack in most pass rush statistics. Seth, if Jalen Carter is there at 12, then obviously some teams around the league are still concerned about what they're hearing about him. Would yeah. The Texans, oh, yeah. Would the Texans at twelve be the team that takes him off the board? That is a really good point, Sean. If he is still there at twelve, if he's still there at twelve, I think then it this wasn't a one-time occurrence, and it was. And this is where I'd love to know with Todd McShay because Todd McShay was the first guy that I remember hearing a month or two ago mention something about potential character concerns. Got a lot of heat Carter, for it, and got a lot of heat for it, right? So I wonder if he just knew something was up with this crash and that Jalen Carter might be involved. But look, uh, and I, I know one of our listeners last week accused me of basically believing that every single uh, every single person has been like recklessly drag raced before. Um, I don't. I don't get I saw where that, that text. Came. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, all right. Te- I guess. Seth sure does seem pro drag racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I believe the point I was trying to make was that. There are a lot of young men that act recklessly and stupidly in various occasions. A lot of times, I, I, what I was talking about was drunk driving and how common it is. And that yet, when somebody, um, when somebody really, when some, when there's a, a, a horrible, horrible outcome, or even if somebody gets arrested for it, all of a sudden that person gets set aside from the various other people you know that have driven drunk, and yet you don't hold them in the same low esteem. Yeah. That I try to separate the outcome from the action. And if this was a one-off occurrence with a very, very tragic outcome, but where he was just driving recklessly on that given night, and from some of the video you've seen, like, really driving like an a-hole. You know, like, really just, yeah. dri- like, it, but it, you got to put it into context with how has he lived the rest of his life. When Todd McShay was talking about character issues, was it just this one occurrence he was thinking of, or are there other instances? If there's other instances, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. Right. Um, if, if he largely is regarded as an awesome dude and that this was one, one instance after a very exciting moment in their lives, after they won a national championship, they just had the parade, um, then, I, then I, wouldn't, I, I would have qualms about it, but it would be like the qualm where I'd say, wow, this is the number one overall guy, and we could take him at 12. I would say if he's fallen this far, there's more smoke to it, and the Texans don't take him. I, I'll, I'll go as far as to say this. I don't. I think there's a better chance the Texans take Jalen Carter at two than they do at twelve. You yeah. know what I mean? But for what you just said, if he if he's at if he's still sitting there at twelve, he's in a free fall for a reason. And the Texans and Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's, but the Texans as a franchise in particular, don't feel like the team that's going to break the free fall of somebody with character issues off the field. You know, yeah. like that. But if if they research it. They're comfortable with Jalen Carter, that this was, as you point out, a one-time thing. I mean, he is a really, really good football player. Like, really, really good. Um, then I think, you know, then I think he could be in play at two. You know, yeah. I, I think I think there's a better chance that they take a, I'll say a clean Jalen Carter at two than a damaged Jalen Carter, reputation-wise, damaged at 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if, that would be um, that would be interesting if they took him at twelve for sure. I don't, you know, and it, it, it could be one of those instances too, where I mean, this was uh, like uh, a very, very tragic situation. Yeah, and I think 
there, it's reasonable that Jalen Carter was, you know, affected by the. I mean, he was definitely affected by it. But, you know, this might be one of those moments where, you know, it really shocks him to the degree where it changes the course of his life for the better. Um, you just don't want to be – you don't necessarily want to be the team that sees if that's the way it's going to go or not. Yep. You know, like I've, but I do. That's where the to mid to late round in the first round becomes that part where, like, all right, man, the guy sure does seem like this, like, like this altered his life and that he's learned a lesson and he's gonna he's gonna be a, a different guy moving forward. I think that's very possible. Um, but then, of course, some guys just continue to be jackasses. Yep. Um, Lamont tweets it or texts in on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Uh, thank you. Uh, I was. Uh, he said I was coming around on C.J. Stroud until I saw his dumb agent last night on Twitter. No, oh, no. thanks. Oh boy. Okay, his agent's it's David Mulligata. Yeah. Um, I guess that's my project for the break, Seth, is to see what dumb David Mulligata was doing last night. He he uh he tweeted thirteen. <laughs> oh, okay. He tweeted. Okay, he was tweeting about. Um, he tweeted about Dan Orlovsky. Yesterday, Dan Orlovsky is a clown. He did tag him on it, so that's uh, was a clown during his career and still wearing that same oh. makeup as a commentator. Wow! Wait a second, Mulligetta said this. Mulligetta said this about Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the hell? That was uh, yeah, yeah. That I don't know if that's what Lamont was talking about because that was two days ago. That was Monday afternoon. Okay. Um, he did he did tweet this last night. Yeah. This is a point you were making earlier. We can carry this into the next segment. He did. It's a funny tweet, uh, and I like Dan, but it was a funny no, tweet. No, I'm, I'm more laughing at just like the Mulligata just does not give a damn. Oh yeah, no, no, he's Man. got no chill. No like Mulligata breaks so breaks the mold in so many ways, and then I can't. I can't tell if I like it or hate it, and yet I the, I have no choice but to respect it, um, the, including like what he pulled with Deshaun. It's just uh, it's astounding what he's been able to pull off, and I'm and I'm not and I might actually despise it, and yet I still uh, kind of like Pat and respecting Rommel. That's how I am with <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, David Mulligetta tweeted this 13 hours ago. Okay, we can carry this into the next segment. He just tweets this. Sounds like collusion to me. Dot 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 oh, okay. with a hand over the face emoji. Talking about Lamar Jackson. Talking yeah, about Lamar l- Jackson. Yeah, I would lump that into apparently like <laughs> Lamar Jackson has been an exclusive rights free agent for less than a day, and now because uh, basically because he doesn't have a deal in hand, even before they're allowed to negotiate with <laughs> Lamar Jackson, there are widespread accusations of collusion amongst NFL teams. Let's see why that might be. I, I think that I, I have a theory. I think on why that might be with this. The Lamar Jackson news was the biggest news yesterday. Got the franchise tag. But it's the non-exclusive, so he is kind of a restricted free agent right now. I'll ask the question point blank. Is this something the Texans should kick tires on with Lamar Jackson? Would you like to see that? We will discuss next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it. 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.